Hello, everyone, and happy Mardi Gras, all the way from New Orleans. Welcome to DataFem, where we engage you with stories of how innovators across the globe are using data to achieve new heights in their respective industries. I'm Danielle, founder of Decayo Data, and I'm here today to talk to you data enthusiasts about Anaconda. For those of you who don't know, Anaconda is a company offering a wide range of solutions to data scientists and business teams everywhere. The packages you can access through Anaconda provide multiple entryways into the worlds of Python and machine learning. Fortunately, I have with me the Director of Product Marketing at Anaconda, Thais Kozgad, to tell you all about it. So here we are at the Anaconda offices in Austin, and it's really exciting for me because I've never been here before. And so I was hoping that you, Thais, could tell us about your role as Director of Product Marketing. So I am more in what the audiences we are trying to reach, what are the trends in the industry, what are the regulatory issues that we might encounter, how can we influence the product roadmap here at Anaconda. So I interact a lot with our users, the data scientists, even the IT leaders that we work with. So to understand what are their needs, their pain points, what they would like to solve in their day-to-day -day routine, and that's pretty much my role. I also do all the go-to-market uh, campaigns and programs for any product launches that we have have and um, um, very interacted with the whole uh, AnacondaCon, which is our um, user conference that's coming up in June. Well, AnacondaCon is an amazing conference. Um, I love the three tracks that, you know, really give um, even well-rounded people can just hop around all of the tracks. And I think like the product marketing is also really incorporated really well into that. So if you can talk a little bit about um, how you get to that place where you really understand what the product is well enough to market it without maybe using it, but how, how, what's your strategy there? You have to use it. So yes. <laughs> I, I had like, uh, I was new to this space when I joined Anaconda, I had to do a machine learning bootcamp. I had to learn Python, which is, by the way, is a lot easier than a lot of other languages. So you have to to kind of be immersed in and understand what the product is. It's not something that you can just catch on. You have actually to go and, and play. And I am one of the 90 million Anaconda distribution users in the, it's very easy, simple, just kind of do your analysis for marketing, including um, there are a lot of um, tools and packages that we can use. What is your favorite product out on the market right now? Is <laughs> the one we just launched. It, we launched it in January. It's called Anaconda Team Edition. Is actually we are um, giving access to our repository of Python and our pa uh, packages and libraries. So is something that's new. You, you can check all about in our website. But that's the one I'm very excited because it's the newest release that we had. 
I heard about teams. So before that, there wasn't a team edition. It was just individual. No, or... we had an enterprise, which is actually a different kind of proposal. The Anaconda Enterprise is the whole platform. So you go from uh, building your model, deploying, and everything. Whereas Anaconda Team Edition is just an access to the repository for all the um, uh, kind of packages and libraries that the data scientists use and love. And speaking of AnacondaCon, what is the goal of that conference? Like when you bring everybody into that space, what are you hoping to accomplish overall by the end of the conference? It's a little bit of networking, also kind of um, knowledge exchange. Um, the open source community is ever-evolving. There is a lot of innovation coming from that. And AnacondaCon is the place to be if you wanted to meet other people who actually are as passionate about data science like people are, so that's the place to go and actually exchange ideas, learn what's coming up, and um, meet other maintainers and other kind of um, people who are very um, relevant in the community. So let's talk about your background for a bit. So mm -hmm. I'm assuming you came from a marketing background, but were you in any kind of tech field before Anaconda or is this mm -hmm. kind of your, your first venture into it? I am a developer a long yeah. time ago. So my, my background is in computer science, but I was yes. more like, think about C++, C yes. Sharp. So I was not at all familiar with Python. So um, so I have a technical background. I actually understand a lot of things that people don't really understand. And I had this kind of gift that I could actually transition between the different realms of kind of the conversation. I could go from the technical side to the um, kind of commercial side and everything. So that's why I kind of found my, my jam in product marketing. Yeah, you're what people call a unicorn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, I guess it's a left brain, right brain thing, but you don't often find people who can really communicate about what a product is and also be on the back end. And especially, I mean, like you said, Python is a little bit easier, especially coming from C++ to be able to be so deep into that level and then also have the skills to communicate what really, you know, the um, language is worth to people who haven't used it. I mean, that's really incredible. Yeah, and I think it's one of the things that make um, the product marketers in the universe so successful is because in a long time ago, a product marketer would be like a product specialist, mm -hmm. more in the technical side, like evangelist kind of role. And then we kind of mixed a little bit with like a generalist in terms of marketing. And then we put a little bit of a strategist. So a good product marketer is actually a fusion between those three roles. It's wow. kind of understanding what is like the product needs to be, what the marketing is, market is expecting for that product, and engage the other disciplines within the company towards that direction. That's really interesting. Do you find, so you're the head, but you have a team under you that also kind of supports your work of other product marketers? Or? Uh, no, here at Anaconda, we are under, usually you see product marketers under product or under okay. marketing. Here recently, we, I am under the product, the, I'm sorry, the marketing team. So I'm along all the marketers here in, in the company. So I'm actually in, uh, in a peer structure with them. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I guess I also kind of have the left brain, right brain skills where one day, you know, I really just want to be stuck in a spreadsheet and not talk to anyone 
And then mm-hmm. the day after that, I'll want to tell everybody what I found. Yes. And I think there are probably more people like that than we know about. Um, how do you go about finding those people? You know, like in the industry, I know, I know that it's rare to have both skills, but it seems like that type of person has so much opportunity in this field. I think maybe we kind of have something in common, some kind of magnetic power that we kind of find each other. It just so happens. It's not something you're going to be talking to somebody in a, in a, din- in a dinner party and you're going to say, oh, what do you do? And before you know, you're actually exchanging ideas and, and finding like a lot of um, technical approach to the conversation as well. Uh, a more like um, common domain um, discussion. And that's kind of the case with diversity as well, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's the same thing. Like it's a rare thing to find somebody with both the, you know, communication skills and the technical skills. But then it's also at this point rare to find somebody from like a diverse racial background or, you know, you know, gender equality in the space as well. So it's it's like, you know, when you find someone who fits that description, I feel like there's also a camaraderie there. That's true. And I feel like this industry we're in, people value that a lot. So yeah. even the feedback we get in, in conferences such as AnacondaCon, uh, the comments we get are very related to diversity and inclusion, which I, makes me feel very happy because um, probably a few years ago, that was not something that people would bring it up. My feedback is that the diversity and inclusion mixer last year that you were in charge of mm-hmm. was amazing. It was my favorite part of the conference. And I had actually just flown in from the airport at like 3.30 mm-hmm. and I sped over, I went directly to um, where, where the hotel was like to really like get there for that whole mixer and I'm so glad I did because everybody I met was so lovely and so interesting and it was just very well run and it was it was the first event that I went to at the conference Mm -hmm. and I'm really glad that it was. Yeah here in Anaconda we really care for that so we have a console diversity inclusion console where we have people from their different disciplines and different departments and it's something that we really uh, kind of strive to to accomplish and to um, kind of guide everyone to lead by so I mean there was a lot of attention to detail too mm-hmm. like even just the fact that there is a special gray diversity and inclusion shirt in addition to the black mm-hmm. overall conference the shirts shirt. that's you know uh, that's a detail that meant a lot to me and I mean there were men in the room as well there exactly. was you know there was it was a very you know you have to have all sorts of people in the room to make it a successful diversity event yeah and it's funny because that tissue shirt like we run out so quickly I know <laughs> people were like Thais are we having those dumb again because they were amazing I'm like yeah we're gonna oh I was the do- first one to grab one <laughs> and my mom was actually with me and she mm-hmm. thinks I'm a little bit too hasty when it comes no. to well she just you know I view it as capitalizing on opportunities and she views it as rude and I just went and took a bunch of shirts and yeah. she's like you have to wait I'm like and then like she she got one in the end that I had taken I was like aren't you glad I are you glad I went and got <laughs> Um, So you'll be having another diversity Mm -hmm. and inclusion mixer this year? Yes, we are planning on, um, we changed the conference because last year and actually the year before, we're like in springtime. Now we're going towards June. It will be a little later in the year, but we are very excited about it in preparation mode. Um, My question for you is what makes a good conference? Like I know that you're very involved with the organizing of this and I know that you know, it's always such a success. So um, what are the qualities? I would say it's like 
of being very um, careful with content, you need to kind of pick like the sessions and uh, with the relevant topics that appeal to your audience. It needs to be fun. Yes. It needs to be like dynamic too, because nobody wants to be sitting now and just listening to lectures or to talks. And it needs to allow some time for networking. One thing that we hear from our audience is like, we love that there are a lot of kind of mixes and mm -hmm. things, opportunities for people to exchange ideas. There were a lot of opportunities for that. And I also really appreciated the keynote speakers that you chose, like Dr. Natalie Hinkle, who yes. I'm a bit obsessed with, yeah, honestly. Yeah, she's great. She's amazing. <laughs> she, um, yeah, she and I talk. She actually has, she's done some podcasts with her friends in the past, and mm -hmm. we're going to get, we're going to get her on the podcast as well. But um, that was the first time that I ever realized how much astronomy uh, relates to data science. Mm -hmm. And I'm always, you know, I just find space so fascinating and so magical and just the way that her whole brand took the technical and the mystical and put it together. I mean, it was amazing. While being a fantastic speaker, right? I mean, it was fantastic perfect. speaker, mm -hmm. but very down to earth. And I got the sense that she really did want to be around. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of speakers, it's like they'll get up and then right after they'll jet out. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody, but she stuck around. And then I saw her later at Bangers for the mm -hmm. mixer and mm -hmm. I had a wonderful time talking to her and Sophia Parafina mm -hmm. and a bunch of other people just like hanging out at that event. Hi, DataFem listeners. I'm excited to inform you that registration for AnacondaCon 2020 is now open. You can go to anacondacon.io and receive 20% off tickets with the code DataFem-20, all caps. Using this discount on early bird prices is a wonderful deal. And after what you've heard thus far, I'm sure you can't wait to go and register. But for now, let's get back to our show. So basically you have a dual role here. You're the head of diversity and inclusion. That's your mm -hmm. initiative. And then also product marketing. How do they overlap? Uh, they actually work very well together. I mean, it's, uh, I kind of like lead the, the group, but I'm not the only one. So we do a bunch of things. We have volunteering opportunities. We have like internal um, programs that we do. We host a lot of, um, during the summer, so we have Girl Who Code here for a workshop. So that. we kind of do that. And I could not do by myself, or even the DI concept could not do by by ourselves we can engage with people in the in, in within anaconda hey would you like to lead this this workshop can you please um share your knowledge about this library with this group of people so if without the team here i would not be able to do anything i think something about the anaconda brand is very friendly and open so it encourages people to just be involved and want to volunteer just to be part of it mm -hmm. what i guess what local initiatives are going on in austin that you have volunteers involved with there is a code to college group that we have some people here who actually um, our instructors, we there are some kind of uh, little initiatives that I myself kind of you know, and other people who are not as practitioners and as uh, um, deep in the expertise of data science. We kind of help um, students learn how to put their resumes together, practice for interviews, and we actually host um, workshops here for Python. 
And do those people ever get hired by you? Like, do you oh, yeah. ever see yeah. them so come through the pipeline? We, we have summer internships. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's the time to apply. We have a lot of summer internships that we can do, especially in our open source group and in marketing and open things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what would an open source intern, for example, be doing over the summer? Oh, I'll be the wrong person to answer that question. <laughs> no but I can tell you, most of our interns, they come back. So they must have enjoyed their internship because, like, once they graduate, they are here as one of the engineers and uh, they they come back. So I feel like they enjoy the experience and learn from it. I find that very unsurprising. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, so I guess what is the main thing that you and your whole diversity and inclusion team has learned since you started the whole formal initiative? There is never a right or wrong. Do you know, everybody has to have a voice. Everybody has to be invited to that dance. Everybody has to know what the playlist is going to be. And we need to learn how to listen all the time. Because the most, the more you believe you know that you have all the answers, the more wrong you are. And I think that's the beauty of Anaconda because we have so this large um, kind of audience for Anaconda distribution. If you go outside here, there is a, a, a map of the, the whole world and you see people like put their stars where they're from. Ooh. And there are people working here that are from a lot of places. When I saw your initiative, it made me think that, you know, sometimes I think the most powerful thing that can happen are these internal um, like diversity initiatives by the powerful people in the industry, like Anaconda, you know, like our studio, mm-hmm. those initiatives that might not be like a diversity company, but sponsoring events that can go a long way. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I'm glad that to see that it's not just one company putting their, their name out there. It's a thing that everybody in technology cares for. And I'm glad to be part of it. So you're seeing that everybody in technology cares for. Do you ever come across any resistance? I have in the past, but I am very um, pleased to see that it's changing. Well, even from a technological standpoint, if we don't have everybody in the room, that will definitely affect the way that these technologies are being developed. And that's a scary thought, Mm -hmm. you know, because right now we're at the intersection of a lot of um, automated technologies being developed. And if you know, the people who are building them aren't representing our whole community, you know, global community, that's going to be scary because these technologies will quickly outdo what we can do. Switching gears a little bit, I want to get your take on the fear that AI and ML will replace our jobs. So think of a bunch of tasks that you do, and I hate to say this because it's a little cliche, that don't bring value to the like, final outcome. So if we can optimize those, those tasks and make like, uh, um, um, people like the data scientists focus in some things that ma- matter more for the kind of final outcome, I think that's going to be the case. So yeah. we just need to be careful. You mentioned bias, you mentioned ethics. And so it's not something that's going to happen without oversight, but it's, we should not be afraid. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I'm definitely very pro like AI hopefully in the future can take away the need for humans to be doing menial tasks and we'll evolve. It'll help us evolve to do things we don't even know we can do. Exactly. Um, Save more time, make us more um, kind of 
capable and achieve our goals faster. How far do you think we are from that? Because I've talked to a lot of people who say that, you know, ML is still really, really far from being able to help us in that capacity. I don't know. I mean, I find myself relying on some kind of assistance that I didn't rely before. Yeah. And I feel like there is even things like my finances that are a little that I don't even understand how it kind of happens and I just have the outcome and I like that. It make, makes my life easier. So I'm all for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait to like, um, you know, what is what is it called? The Roomba? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's an example. Right now it's still bumping into yes. walls and chasing my cat. Yeah. <laughs> sure. But, you know, I think that I think that it'll snowball pretty quickly. And we've covered a lot of ground so far, but I don't want to completely move away from the conference conversation because I do have one more question for you about that. How do you feel about the impact of female-only conferences and spaces on diversity and inclusion as compared to AnacondaCon, which is including everybody? I feel like I like them too. Like Grace Hopper is a great event. So I think there is... I really want to go to that. Yes. Yeah, you have to. It's amazing because it's hard sometimes to be heard. It's hard to find in your space or even like to, like you mentioned, like why I'm here. I have something to say. I have something to learn. And those conferences make those people more comfortable on on how to kind of conquer in those kind of situations. You mentioned at work, you find mentors, you find people who can help you to navigate those waters. You have people, you kind of exchange ideas with people who are in the same level as you are. So I think it's important. And racial background too. Like Mm -hmm. one of my favorite events is um, NOLA Black Tech Week. Oh, cool. And Mm -hmm. I went and, you know, I'm half Indian, I'm not black, but I still went just to hang out and see what was going on. And it was one of the coolest events I've ever been to. What can we expect from AnacondaCon this year versus last year? We are changing venue, so we are not in the Fairmont anymore. We're going to go back to JW's. We did things, and AnacondaCon Carney will be there, the party, so the off-site party. Uh, You're going to see a lot of content. We'll be at JW? We'll be in a different venue, close to it, but we're going to have AnacondaCon Carney again. Um, the, yeah, the structure is the same with the three tracks and registration is open and open last week. Uh, you're going to expect to hear a lot more about what we talked about, AI, what's coming on with MLDS and everything. So, And what are the tracks this year? Are they the same? They're very similar. They're like an open source track. There is a, um, an Anaconda showcase yeah. and I believe the other one is AI. Related to AI. Mm-hmm. As a media sponsor, I get to go to everything. Like, so I'm just gonna be. <laughs> and we have like last year. We well, one thing that's changing too. We had limited um, uh, openings for tutorials, so we're expanding those. So we have lots of tutorials, so you can go, and they're a little shorter, so you're gonna have experience, an opportunity to learn something new. Tutorials are so great, and it's hard as like, and if your company is not sponsoring you, it's hard to afford the tutorials. But it's just my dream. To, yeah, sure. So when Aaron said you're gonna get to go to the tutorials, tutorials. yeah, so we kind of change 
from like last year and the year before, they were four hours long tutorials. Yeah. Now we're doing two hours. So it's more focused with more okay. uh, like the whole outcome that you should expect is going to be very well defined and you can actually get more to your toolkit of uh, tools that you can learn from that conference. It'll give you like the skills so that then you can do the rest of the two hours that would have been like on your own, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, what's an example of some of the tutorials? We have a desk tutorial. We have, uh, of course, Scikit-Learn. Um, we just defined them, so I would relate to the website to see yes, them. But they are open. Everybody can check it. Mm -hmm. I think I'll probably go to Scikit. You can never have enough of that. Yeah, so what's <laughs> good is like it's something for the beginners, something for the people who are more ahead in their kind of data science uh, conquer, but there is something for everyone there. Is there going to be anything kind of with um, the whole Python R merge together? Because I've used Anaconda, I mean, R Studio is part of. Um, mm -hmm you know, like the whole Anaconda dashboard. But um, lately, Reticulate has been such a big deal. The package in R, Reticulate, and you need to have Anaconda installed to use that. You need the prompt window and everything. Okay. And so good to know. there's a lot. I, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to make sure that we cover that. Yeah, I just ask because a lot of my audience is really into R and a lot is into Python too. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of them are interested in Anaconda as the brand. But for me, I've definitely like no like Jupyter Notebook was how I started playing around with visualization in Python, and you know I was doing like all sorts of like geospatial like you know mapping and mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and then I had to like I expanded into learning how to use the prompt window and everything. Okay, yes. um, but I think. Um, it's, it's interesting. There's a lot of good merge between like even JavaScript too. Mm -hmm. like, and I think Anaconda is usually the um, middle ground between that. As we wrap up, I want to see if you have any advice for people who want to get into product marketing at a data science company the way you have. Um, be open to learn every single day and keep in mind that every single minute of your time counts so uh, it's not hard it's easy and um, it's something that you just need to to want badly and just go for it that is wonderful advice and i want to thank you thais for spending so much time with me and the data femme audience to talk about your background and your work and everything we can expect from AnacondaCon in june so I know I mentioned this before, but DataFem listeners have our own promo code, which is all caps, DataFem-20. So you want to make sure to go there while early bird pricing is still available. And all of the information that we've mentioned about tutorials and speakers will be at the AnacondaCon website, which is anacondacon.io.